This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. That will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Radio.com Sports presents Big Time Baseball with MLB insider John Heyman and former major leaguer Tony Gwynn Jr. Hello, everyone. I'm John Heyman alongside Tony Gwynn Jr., and this is Big Time Baseball. You can follow us on Twitter at Tony Gwynn Jr. and at John Heyman. Uh, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review Big Time Baseball on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. We have a great episode coming up here with Don Mattingly, Yankee legend, current Marlins manager, performing some unbelievable magic uh, with the Marlins uh, recently. And uh, we're going to talk to him about uh, his career, but mostly about the Marlins magic. And uh, there's a lot going on in baseball for uh, for me and Tony to talk about. And uh, let's get started on all of the serious topics first. Uh, Tony, 30% of this, more than 30% of the St. Louis Cardinals roster is now tested positive. Uh, it looks like they're going to be out a week, they, another week. They haven't said anything yet. The, uh, the next series is canceled. Uh, I can't imagine they play it all this week. I mean, you were a major league player. I mean, can this team come back after missing two weeks and uh, pick up where they left off? I, we saw the Marlins do it. We're going to talk to Don about that. But uh, they're in a tough spot, aren't right. they? They're in an extremely tough spot, and it's it's just a constant reminder of how serious this this pandemic is. I mean, it went from I think it was three players to seven players, and it just seemingly just keeps spreading. And listen, I, we see the Marlins do it, so there is hope at least for the Cardinals at this point that they could take a significant amount of time off, come back, hit the ground running, and play some good baseball. But um, it's it's really uncharted territory. You you just haven't seen a lot of this in in the game of baseball, and I think the surprising part is that it was the Cardinals. I mean, this is usually a pretty buttoned up organization, um, but it just goes to show you how rampant the the COVID nineteen is and how quickly it can spread. But certainly, this is something that uh, I, I'm sure the Cardinals organization, as well as Major League Baseball, has got to be worried. Yeah, absolutely, about. and uh, they clearly did make some mistakes. Um, you know, um, a, a lot of these guys, and I'm not going to pick on anybody individually, and I can't. I, I don't know exactly what went on there, uh, right. but uh, now they have 19 people, including staff members, who've been infected, which is actually one more than the Marlins. They just Marlins, it was 18 all players, 
Uh, here it's a mix of staff and players, but it, you know, it, at the very least, it looks like they came back a little too quick and practiced. They were anxious. We get it. They wanted to get back on the field, and now the net positive test after a few days of negative. Twice, I think MLB thought they were going to make it back. They had two or three days of negatives, then they had a positive pop up. Uh, and then another positive, then they had two or three more rounds of tests that were negative over the weekend, and then positive for a player and two for staff, and wow, it's uh, really hit them hard. And, um, you know, it's it's certainly devastated the schedule. And we've only had two teams out of the 28 so um, who have been infected. So yeah. 28 is more than 90% have, have been fine. Uh, and you mentioned, uh, again, how – how serious this is and how this can be a uh, cautionary tale. But uh, uh, so not everybody's learned it, as we saw with the uh, the Indians pitcher, Zach Plesak, who's the nephew of a guy I work with at MLB Network, Dan Plesak, and uh, went out with his buddies in Chicago. He's from Crown Point, Indiana, just uh, outside of the Chicago area. It's really a suburb, suburb of Chicago. And I uh, thought he'd enjoy a night on the town, got caught, and uh, they had him drive back to Cleveland, uh, which is punishment enough but now he's going to be out a while and i i would have him sit out for two weeks the incubation period could be two weeks and uh i don't know what do you what do you make of this situation here i i have far less forgiveness for for decisions like this at this point i mean we've already seen what happened with the marlins you've already seen what happened to the cardinals for you to think as an individual that you know, okay, I went and pitched a good game with one. Let me go out and celebrate. It, it, it it's mind boggling. <laughs> it's mind blowing to me. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't understand how you could put yourself, not only yourself, but really your teammates and their families, at at risk here. And it just goes to show you how how different people may feel about it. Of course, of course, Zach is is remorseful about it now because he got caught, but. Um, I, 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 it's, I would say that it's easy to, to assume that had he not got caught, this wouldn't have been an issue. We wouldn't even be, he probably wouldn't have, have told on himself at that point. So it, it, it's, it's, it's just mind blowing. It's a boneheaded error by Zach, by Zach Plesak. And, you know, I think the Indians got to respond in a way that gets his attention and really gets everybody else's attention because, um, you can't, it, in, a, in a, something as fragile as this 60-game season is, um, you can't have just boneheaded moves like this. And that's exactly what this Absolutely. is. Absolutely. And I mean, I work with Dan Plesak, who was a veteran, longtime major leaguer. I think he played about 19 years in the major leagues, never went on the DL, never had any trouble. And I can see why I work with a guy that uh, you couldn't find a straighter arrow, uh, epitomizes the Midwest. And uh, he said that his uh, his nephew, I'll say, is a little quirky. He's, he's always said that. He hasn't hidden that. So, I, you know, I can't say I'm shocked hearing that, that he's the one. But uh, time to straighten up. And you wonder how many other guys have done this and not gotten caught. But uh, hopefully nobody else will do it because they, they could ruin their season for their team and for Major League Baseball at this point. I mean, we, we think baseball isn't close to shutting down or anything like that. But – I mean, that Cardinals schedule is a train wreck. They are not going to get to 60 games. They're going to have to go by winning percentage. They're not saying that for now, but that is the case. And it, it, It's already messy at the very least, and you certainly uh, are endangering people. Uh, we saw that the Cardinal manager, Mike Schilt, at 
talked on Cam Wax about a couple guys took uh, had yeah, to go to the hospital. Yeah. They didn't have to be hospitalized. They didn't have to stay overnight, thank God. But, I mean, this is a serious situation, and you've got to take it seriously. I'm glad to see that Don Manley's Marlins are. The other teams seem to be, uh, but this was boneheaded. And speaking of boneheaded, uh, that Astros A's uh, brawl, not a good idea at all. I mean, it was widely discouraged. The coach getting in the middle of things, uh, Alex Cintron, who was a player, uh, now the hitting coach. Uh, I heard he used some very choice language, and, uh, you know, Loriano couldn't help himself and charged. And then we had a little mini brawl, and that's another bad situation. Uh, that the the A's are in, I mean, and, and the Astros. You you don't want to see that, John. I mean, who, who are the adults in the room? That, well, Dusty had already been thrown out. By the way, Dusty, who we've had on the podcast, is clearly an adult. He'd already been kicked out of that game for a much less minor offense, much more minor. <laughs> yeah, and, and my 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 issue. Listen, it's one thing for players to be, you know, jawing at each other, you know, whether it's hit by pitches or anything of that nature. That that happens in the game of baseball, and it's going to continue to happen. But you would like to think that the adults in the room, a.k.a. the staff, the coaches, will would be the wiser of the two. And to see Alex Centron really instigate that whole thing, because although although uh, Liriano was, was – uh, was upset because he had been hit twice in that game. He seemingly had kind of moved on after he got to first base. All of a sudden, there's some chirping from the dugout. He turns, and it almost was like he was telling Alex Centron just to, to go away. <laughs> but that didn't help, and all of a sudden, you got both benches clear. And obviously, we've already talked about it. The COVID-19 is a real serious matter, and having guys in the middle of a brawl uh, – yelling at one another probably isn't the best situation for everybody. So I, listen, I, I don't know what else can be said about these situations. Guys just have to be smarter. They have to be able to uh, set their, their egos and tempers aside and just think for a sec about how serious the implications are uh, when you've heard guys like the car from the Cardinals organization having to go to the hospital, as you mentioned, John, you just gotta, you just gotta think fast. You gotta think fast, and you gotta be better in these situations. Uh, this past week has been, um, hasn't been the best example of being being no, better. Right absolutely now. It, it not. Just and uh, Citron will be in for a long suspension. Of course, he's a, a coach. I don't want to say only a coach, but uh, his suspension will have less impact than Loriano's suspension. So that's really not justice, if you ask me. And speaking of boneheaded coaching moves, we had also Ryan Christensen uh, with his uh, signal, his uh, uh, motion with his arm that uh, certainly looked like a Nazi motion. Uh, and, you know, that was just wow. brutal. Uh, the A's, from what I understand, the A's really took it seriously and sat him down. And uh, the league is looking at it better from that standpoint. But uh, I, I mean, I'm going to give him credit and just say that he's just an idiot and does not, not really believe anything like that. Uh, didn't know what he was doing. It looked ridiculous. I'm glad to see Liam Hendricks corrected him. And then he kind of repeated it in kind of a joking manner like it's a joke. I, I mean, I, that's not a joke to anybody. Wow. See, I, I didn't I didn't hear the piece that Liam Hendricks 
had had uh, had corrected. Yeah, he kind of pushed his arm down the video, as, he, as he went on the uh, yeah the high five line. He kind of pushed it down and yeah, you and, saw and so it wasn't in that straight Nazi like signal anymore. Oh, it, it, this this one, John was 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 hurtful. It was hurtful, and it was it was it was mind blowing that I was seeing it on on TV, and I actually reached out to a few of the ace players uh, to just this. Because you, you, when you see something like that, you, you want to hope that it's a, a misunderstanding somehow, like you, that maybe you don't have full context. And, and the guys I spoke to, uh, the guy I spoke to said in his heart of hearts, he didn't believe that it was meant that way, but certainly recognized that, especially in this climate, it may not matter what it, what he was trying to do. The, the sheer signal that he gave was was just preposterous and uh listen i don't know what punishment what has been done but um certainly this this is this isn't something that we need to to have in in our game at all accidental or or on purpose it just has no place in not only our game but in in our society so i i just hope that this one uh is 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 fixed uh through the organization and and you know i hope brian christensen is is a little more um he just he just does better. Just do it. Do it. Does better because I mean I, I have a hard, I have a hard I have a hard time believing that it was it was accidental. You want to believe that, but when you watch the clip over and over again, it, I mean after Liam comes comes up to him, he turns around and does it again. And, and so I don't know this this one this one was hurtful. Uh, and I and I hope I hope something is rectified by it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm with you 100 percent on that. Uh, just. Uh... A very bad, very bad look. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and just say that he he did something boneheaded uh, and that's it and didn't know. It's hard to believe, but, uh, you know, like we said, we can't get inside his head. We don't know. It's not good. But let's move on to some happier thing. I don't want anyone to think. We love baseball. baseball. You're a major league player. I've covered it for almost uh, 40 years now. We love the game. So let's talk some happy thoughts. You're in San Diego. What's the Fernando Tatis Jr.? I mean, you know, I, incredible. I mean, I don't know what else to say about this guy. He can he can do it all. I mean, in terms of talent, have you have you can you recall anything like this all around talent from the infield position? I mean, uh, it's it's been amazing to watch. I, I can't recall uh, anybody like Fernando in, in quite some time. I mean. He is the the five tool package that everybody is searching for, and he plays a premier position. Um, he just he, he's he's getting better, um, and, and the thing about it is he's just really scratching the surface. I mean, uh, if you want to get picky, he still punches a lot, but when you look at his numbers, it's almost like the punches the punch outs are irrelevant. I mean, he's hitting over three hundred. He's He's got eight homers. He's driving in a, a, a lot of runs. OPS is high, is on base. Like all of the things that you look for in today's game, he possesses. Plus, he plays with a joy that is contagious. I mean, uh, in a game, in a year in which we have been just locked in our homes, looking for something to grab onto, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is that guy. I mean, the, the I, I, and I can't say enough about the joy that he brings to the game. I don't know if I've ever seen him not smiling uh, on the baseball field. And uh, I think it's important. I think it's important for kids to see a guy who 
is having the most fun on the field, but is also one of the more talented. He works hard. He, he He's a student of the game. He, he listens to the vets on this team. And uh, he's got this, this Padre club uh, headed in a direction that they haven't seen in, in, in quite some time, 14 years to be exact. Absolutely. The Padres look good. They were a, a trendy pick. I, I like them to make the playoffs. So uh, let's hope they keep it going uh, for their sake and for mine. Uh, speaking of greats, uh, yeah. sir to Mike Trout, homering for the fifth time on his birthday, August 7th, uh, last week. Incredible. Uh, you know, A-Rod has the, and Mark Reynolds uh, have the record of six home runs on their birthdays. Uh, Trout uh, already with five. And, uh, I mean, his lifetime war, uh, I don't know how into war you are, but uh, is right there with Reggie Jackson and Johnny Bench, Derek Jeter, uh, you know, all-time great players. And he's just started his 10th year. Um, where, where do you rank Trout all-time in terms of uh, – Baseball grapes. He, he's up there for me. He's he's top. He's top five for me, and and I say that because you know, for me personally, I look at some of the greats, and it's hard to unless you played in an era where the game was fully integrated. Uh, it's hard for me to put you at the top of that list because you weren't playing against the very very best. Uh, so for my mind. Mike Trout is, 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 a, is a top five player right now. I mean, he's in his 10th year, um, and, you know, some of the things that he's been able to accomplish in that span are, are, are really amazing. You, you mentioned the fourth highest war. I like the war. I think that's a, a, one of the, the easier ways to kind mm-hmm. of um, compare players from different eras. So, so I, I, I'm a fan of that stat. Um, he certainly is is on his way to to being uh, enshrined in in Cooperstown at some point. Hopefully, you know, God willing, he stay healthy for his entire career and continue to 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 have the output. He's he's at two hundred and ninety homers. He, he's almost about to take over the the uh, the club record uh, from Tim Salmon. So, listen, I, I think Mike Trout is is the best player in baseball. I, I really don't think there's an argument right now. I mean. Mookie Betts is, is is probably the next guy underneath him, but there's a little bit of a gap there just be based on how long Trout's been doing it. So uh, you just keep if he continues to keep playing at the level he's playing, uh, there's there's not much. We're, we're going to agree on Trout as as will everybody. My my two and three would be Tatis and Bellinger. I put Betts fourth, but we we could debate that at another time. Uh, You know, uh, Dylan, our uh, producer, has a good question here. I like this one. Uh, You know, we'd all all say at this point the Dodgers and the Yankees are probably the favorites to get to the World Series. If you had to pick a third team, right? I mean, everybody's – I picked the Dodgers over the Yankees. I think a lot of people said Dodgers and Yankees. Now, some people took flyers with other teams, I'm sure, but – it was almost a consensus this year. If you had to pick a, a third team right now to bet, I'm not going to say bet your life. I don't like that expression. We don't. We don't want any ill will to come to you. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you had to bet a substantial amount of money, yeah. o- over fifty dollars, who, who would you? Who would be your third team to make the the, the World Series, uh, or or your third pick? I should say. We shouldn't say third team to make the World Series, but uh, who who would be your next choice? I, I, I like the A's. I mean, I, I, I could very easily say the Padres, but I still think there's a few things missing from their team. Um, uh, but I would say the A's. The A's have been uh, – I mean, it's not really a surprise because a lot of t- people had picked them to be atop of that division. But 
I like their starting pitch, and I like their lineup. I, I really do. Matt Olson, uh, can, it, it seemingly gets better every year. Uh, Matt Chapman is swinging the bat better this year. Um, I think their bullpen has been been really good. Jake Diekman, uh, a guy I played with in Philly, has been great for the A's. And and listen, I think that division is is ripe for the picking. I mean, with with the with the Astros uh, going through some of the things they're going through as an organization. Um, the A's just continue to, to keep putting out talented players. And although you may not recognize their names, if you get a chance to watch this team play, they play some solid baseball. And, and um, I, I think they're a team that, I don't know at this point, I don't even know if you can call them a dark horse, but if other than the Dodgers and Yankees, they're certainly a team that I, I Tony, I'm Tony, you're absolutely out. right. That was my pick too. The A's are on a long winning streak now. Not the 20 games they had in 2002, but very impressive. Obviously, they had a couple of sidelights. We talked about uh, Christensen, a boneheaded thing that he did. And Loriano, I think he got goaded into it. I'm giving him a pass, but I- I'm with you. Uh, I love their young pitching. I love their depth. Uh, and I think a lot of teams around baseball love the fact that they just whomped on the Astros. We all love Dusty, but uh, there's still a lot of uh, dislike for the Astros. And maybe that'll wear off by next year. But I, yeah. I think it's still going on. Uh, this year. A couple more things we want to touch on uh, before we get to Don Mattingly, but uh, uh, the AL East, uh, the Yankees, uh, they look uh, pretty dominant. Obviously, uh, Giancarlo uh, now being out for a while hurts them a little bit, but uh, they still have incredible power and uh, and look like uh, the, the winner there. Did you expect the rest of this division to be so disappointing? And Do you see anybody coming out of there? Uh, I mean, I guess the Rays uh, you know, they, they, their pitching is good. You th- I think they'd be good. Uh, the Blue Jays, wow, they just have not hit it at all. 28th and runs, who, who would have seen that coming? Yeah. Uh, what, do, what do you see out of the rest of that division? I, You know, I, I kind of thought this division would be like this. I, I, I didn't think Tampa would be uh, – I thought they would be better early on. But the rest of the division I thought was was pretty much going to be – you got Toronto, who was a very young team, and I know they went out and made some – some acquisitions over the offseason, but that's still a young team offensively that in a lot of regards are still trying to find their identity as individuals, who they are offensively. So uh, I I expected this division to be kind of top heavy. Although I I must say Tampa's been a surprise. I thought they would be a better team, but it just goes to show you because the one thing that Tampa had uh, that I think everybody, that everybody counted on was how good that bullpen was. But in today's game, with, with starters not going as long, I don't know that you can depend on bullpens the way you, you could in the past. Um, it, it is so uh, volatile from year to year uh, because of the how guys are used. It's just hard to, to predict. And, you know, I, I think Tampa, when it's all said and done, they'll get it going. But they certainly have been the surprise team in terms of I thought they would be better uh, early on, but the rest of this vision, when you look at it on paper, it, it was hard to say that it wouldn't yeah. be top heavy, that you wouldn't have three teams like Baltimore, like Boston. You know that they've traded away all their guys. They're kind of in a rebuild mode. Toronto is a very young team, as I mentioned, trying to find their identity. I, I kind of saw the division being similar well, you're to what better it is. Than right I am. I, you know, I jumped on the Tampa bandwagon. I've been wrong about them every year. I thought this year with – all of their great relievers, they would do better. Blue Jays, they were so young last year. I thought that was a big reason why they lost 95 games. I love Bichette. 
I thought their lineup would produce wrong so far. I like the fact they picked up an ace in Ryu and Roark, Ro- uh, uh, another veteran. I thought they'd be better. Maybe the fact they're without a home has hurt them. I don't know. I might be making excuses for my bad picks, yeah. but who knows? NL East, there's one. Uh, and this is the last division we're going to touch on. Uh, but uh, NL East, uh, uh, that one I finally am looking okay. Uh, the Braves have lost four pitchers, if you count Fultonavich. I don't know if we count him or not, but they've lost some pretty good pitchers. Soroka, a uh, devastating injury for him uh, to miss the year. Obviously, Felix opted out. Uh, Hamels, um, they originally didn't think it was going to be too bad, and I, I don't think he's on the horizon yet, yet they're way in front of all the other teams in the East. This is the division I kind of, uh, pegged. Uh, I, I had the Braves uh, making it and none of the other teams making it. Uh, the Nats, I think, you know, they have a great three trio of pitchers. Um, their lineup isn't what it was. It's a solid team still, but uh, coming back off that championship and this kind of a year, I thought it was going to be a tough thing to do. Um, the Mets, uh, you know, they, they've got their moments losing Syndergaard Hurts. Phillies, I thought their bullpen was was short. Uh, the Marlins are interesting, and we'll talk to Don Mattingly in a little while about that. But do uh, uh, you think anybody's a threat to the Braves? Is that, and is anybody else going to make the playoffs out of that division? Well, I got to admit, John, I was drinking the Kool-Aid <laughs> on this one. I thought the Mets might actually do something with, with Cespedes back, and everything seemed to be moving in the right yeah, he direction. Didn't stay long. And within a week, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it turned. It completely turned. So yeah, I think. Listen, at this point, this is this division is the Braves to lose. I mean, maybe the Marlins have something to say about it when it's all said and done. But I agree with you about the other about the Phillies team. They are short in the bullpen. Uh, their offense has been inconsistent. Um, and, and and with the Mets, I mean, listen. I, right when you start <laughs> to believe in them, they they do something that just completely snatches your heart out. And uh, that's where, you know, Mets fans are at once again. This team is uh, not playing very well. They're having some of the same issues in the bullpen uh, that they've had in the in the past couple of years. And uh, the Braves look like a machine. It, it, despite some of the injuries that you mentioned and losing some of the pitchers they've lost, uh, offensively, this, this team can put up runs. And, and Acuna just – seemingly gets better and better uh I, I like uh some of the some of the other younger Nick Markakis obviously coming back is is a big help there I think Dancy Swanson continues to improve so um I I, I think the Braves are, are in the driver's seat as of right now of course the Marlins are playing good baseball we'll yeah the Braves last. lost all those pitchers but you know what they got pitchers they got guys in the minors Ian Anderson going to come up at some point and do something uh they've got a lot of talent in that system and uh, i think they're going to be uh, tough to beat you should talk to my 14 year old daughter about the mets and hearts being broken uh, she's certainly been through it a few times but uh, next we're going to talk a lot about the marlins because we've got don mattingly who is easily the manager of the year so far he's got his marlins with only three losses to this point as we do this uh, podcast. They may lose a few more as you listen to it, but uh, what a fantastic job he has done. He's just the right guy for a uh, young rebuilding. He may disagree with that, but my characterization rebuilding team. So we got Don Mattingly, Yankee legend, Marlins manager coming up. And after that, we'll have the inside corner with me with some inside tidbits on uh, big time baseball with Tony Gwynn. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.